Hello, everyone. So today's episode is a bonus episode uh, for Friday um, because, you know, as I was recording the last podcast, you know, just thinking more about vision, you know, there's so much power in getting God's vision for your life. And, you know, really, it, it's important to understand, you know, the difference between what's a vision from God and what's just you know, human ambition or human goals. And, you know, ultimately like your, your placement in God's master plan is going to be located by vision. So you have to get a vision and a glimpse of, of your place, your position in the army of the Lord and God's, you know, master plan, your place in the kingdom of God. And each one of us has, has, like I said in the last one, a high calling, a great place that God has redeemed us for greatness. But you know, it, we each have our, our own place. You know, all the body of Christ together, we make up the fullness of Christ or dis, we display different aspects of Christ to the world. And so, you know, that's why, you know, by vision, that's how we locate our placement in God's master plan. And so, you know, um, I was reading the reason I wanted to do this bonus episode is because I was reading um, Bishop David Oyedepo. He has a section in one of his books on the power of vision. And so if you don't know who that is, Bishop David Oyedepo actually has the second largest church on the planet, on the planet. And um, it's in Nigeria. It's in Lagos, Nigeria. And um, he actually has planted 10,000 churches just this year in 2020 despite COVID, despite pandemic, despite the lockdown. So uh, this guy is no lightweight in the ministry. Um, So what he has to say is very powerful. So some of the things I'm going to share are from his book. Some of the things are just things the Lord has showed me. But um, that's why I wanted to do a little bonus episode, because really the things that he's taught on the power of vision, I've actually really like never heard a lot of it um, taught too often. And it's things that are very powerful that the Lord has, has showed him. And so, you know, the first thing like really he talks about in in his book is understanding that, you know, vision is not something that you come up with, but it's really discovering God's set plan for your life. You know, the book of Ephesians says that God has predestined the good things for us, that God has a predestined path for you to take. And, you know, we discover it, not just because you're born again doesn't mean you're automatically in the perfect will of God. You know, we, God has a predestined good things for us to walk in. He has a predestined prearranged path for us to walk in. And, you know, it's up to us to, to discover it. And so, you know, but the first thing really that he talks about in his book is understanding what vision is not, you know, because a lot of times it's easier to understand what something is when you understand what it's not. And so I'm just going to go through a few things of what it's not or what people mistake for vision from God. And then we'll talk about what it is. And so the first thing that it's not, number one is ambition, which ambition is like a self-made plan. And so, you know, an example of that is Absalom, Absalom in the Old Testament, which is one of King David's sons. And you can go and read about it, but basically he just had a bunch of human ambition. Like I want this and I'm going to get it done. And, you know, ultimately ended up getting him killed. You know, it ruined his life because it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, ambition towards God's plan for his life. It was human self, a self-made plan, self-ambition. And so, you know, ambition is good if it, if it aligns with God's plan for your life. You know, you can be ambitious and work hard towards what God has called you to do, but self-ambition, you know, really brings anxiety. It brings striving. It brings, 
you know, unrest. And so understand that the vision that God gives you, God's vision for your life is always going to be accompanied by peace. You know, it says, it says in Isaiah, it says, if you hearken unto my commandments, your peace will be like a river. So understand that the vision from God is always accompanied with peace and it's going to be easy. The Bible, Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So it's not going to be something that's a struggle. It's going to be like, you know, you have the wind of God behind it. It's not just human ambition. I'm striving, trying to do X, Y, Z. You know, when you locate God's vision for your life, there's going to be peace and it's going to be, there's going to be a flow to it. And so number one, it's not just selfish ambition. Number two, it's more than impression. And so what, what I mean by impression is, you know, sometimes people look at someone else or what they're called to do or what their vocation in life is and they admire it. They, and so just because you like something in someone else or you like what this person does or, Ooh, I just love the way that person preaches or I love the way that person you know, leads worship, you know, or whatever, that may be a signal to what you're called to do, but that alone is not necessarily constituted as a vision from God. Just because you see something that you like that other people do, you know, ultimately you have to hear from the Lord for yourself. You have to get you know, a vision from God for yourself. So, you know, First Thessalonians 5.21 says, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. And so, like I said, impressions, you know, they that may be a signal to what you're called to do, but ultimately, you know, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good, that which the Lord impresses on your heart. And so that's number two. Number three, the third thing that it's not is imagination. So imagination is something very powerful that the Lord has given us. And we can actually use it to imagine God's word, imagine ourselves in freedom, imagine ourselves healed. You know, you can use your imagination in a positive way and it's incredible. But, you know, it's important to understand that a vision from God is not just imagination. Imagination is just a floating idea. That's something that can falter. It can fail. You can't build your life on, you know, just a floating thought or whatever, or or just you envisioning yourself doing whatever. But, but, you know, understand that the more you get full of God's word, you're going to begin to have vision and imaginations or, or, you know, inward visions of of what God has called you to do. And so you may be wondering, well, how do you know the difference? You know, because I used to wonder that all the time. How the heck do you know the difference between something you're thinking up and something that the Lord is transferring, you know, to, to your mind, to your heart? And so really the greatest way that you know the difference is by getting full of God's word. Because Hebrews 4.12 says that the, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating between the soul and the spirit. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So that's going to be your human will, your human intellect. And your spirit man is, is, is going to be where God's going to put his vision for your life. It's going to come from your spirit. And so the more of God's word you have on the inside of you, it just over time, it gets much easier to discern between what's of the soul and what's of the spirit. And, you know, that's like has helped me so much because really I used to always wonder, how am I ever going to know the difference? But really, as I just kept getting in God's word, it becomes like you're, you just know the difference. You'll begin to know the difference between your own mind and, and your spirit. And you know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit bears witness together with our spirit. So, you know, you have a born again, recreated spirit man and the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. So, 
your spirit and the Holy Spirit are always having constant communication, constant fellowship. And so your spirit is going to pass things to your mind or pass things, you know, to your imagination to, and so that you can know. And that's why the Bible says, you know, when you commit your way into the Lord, he's going to cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. So you begin to hook up, you know, your mind is, is going to hook up with your spirit man. And so the Holy Spirit's going to begin to show you things. And, you know, that's when your imagination can become a good thing to show you, you know, man, I just see myself doing this, you know, and it may be like crazy in the natural, but you got to see it inwardly before you're going to see it outwardly. So that's the third thing, imagination. So it's not, vision from God is not just imagination, but, but that can be used to, to view your vision from God, but ultimately it's got to be more than just a floating idea, a floating thought. You got to know that it's from the spirit of God. And so number four, this one, this one's huge. Um, what it's not, it, it doesn't come from situations. So this is like really huge. A lot of people decide what to do with their life based on what they're going through or based on their current circumstance. Um, you know, and really like, I mean, especially with the ministry, it's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't like my job. So I must be called to preach, you know, ultimately just because you're in a certain situation, you can't just like think that you're called to do something. Um, you know, God is going to make it clear to you what you're called to do. Some people, if they, they, they fail at the ministry, the ministry is not working out. They think, oh, I must be called into business. But ultimately you can't let your circumstances or, or seeming failure, you can't let that direct the course of your life. The voice of God has to be what's directing the course of your life and not circumstances, not just situations. And so, you know, even in Jeremiah 23, 21, God said, I have, I have not sent these prophets yet they ran. So there, there's a group of people, they just, they just running out there in the ministry, but really God's like, I never even sent them, you know? And so that kind of brings me to the fifth one, what it's not, um, a need or a reaction. So just because there's a need for something doesn't constitute a calling. Just because I see that, you know, um, there's lots of stray dogs that need a home, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm called to like solve that problem. Now you may be, that may be a sign to like what you're called to do, but just because there's a need doesn't mean that that's what you're called to do. You got to hear from heaven. And so, you know, a need or like a reaction. So a lot of times people will be like, man, I just hate the way that minister always uh, does X, Y, Z. So then you think, you know, you're called to do it the opposite, but really that's just a reaction of seeing someone do it the wrong way. So, you know, and again, that's, those could be clues to what you're called to do. Um, you know, what you're passionate about and what, whatever, but like, ultimately you got to hear from the Lord. It has to be more than just a reaction to what someone else is doing or a need that's, that's out there. And, you know, an example of that is Moses when he killed the Egyptian and, you know, that was just a reaction. He, he didn't wait to get a vision from God of how to deliver the Israelites. He just went out and killed that guy out of just reactionary frustration. And it caused him to have to wander in the wilderness for like 40 years so that he could actually get a vision from God of, you know, what, what he was actually supposed to do and how he was supposed to do it. And so the last one, what it's not is confirmation. So just because somebody prophesies a word over you or gives you a word, that literally means, I mean, unless it's confirmation of what you've already heard from God, it means nothing. Because you have to understand, no one can call you 
but God, especially when it comes to the ministry. No one can prophesy you into the ministry. Hello, you have to hear it from Jesus, the head of the church. And so it's great if someone gives you a word and confirms something to you, but ultimately, if you're hearing from the Lord, you know, you don't need anyone to confirm it to you because when God says something to you or when God shows you what it is that you're called to do, then you're going to do it. And that, you know, it's just like the apostle Paul. The apostle Paul had an encounter with Jesus Christ, the head of the church. God is the one that gave him a vision that he was called to the Gentiles. And it says in the book of Galatians that he conferred with no human flesh. He didn't go and talk to anybody. He immediately went into the synagogues and began to proclaim Christ. And it wasn't until 13 years later that he ended up going to talk with the other apostles. And and the only reason he did that is because God, it says that God divinely revealed to him that he should go and and talk with the other apostles. And so, but really Paul, he had his vision from God. He didn't need nothing, no one to confirm it to him other than God. God gave him a vision and he, he went for it. He didn't, you know, he wasn't basing it off of what other people were saying, what other people were doing, you know. And so ultimately understand that just because someone gives you a word, if it doesn't resonate with your spirit, it's okay. That person just missed it, you know, just throw it out. And so, so anyway, so those are some of the things that vision is not. And so, you know, I thought that those were really powerful because I I've seen that, you know, a lot of people get confused. Uh, you know, they think just cause they have a certain desire or a certain talent or they see a need, you know, that that's what God's called them to do. But just remember that, you know, even for me, like my personal testimony, like I had, I had my own plan for my life and I was on fire for God. And, 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 you know, I love Jesus and, you know, I had a very, um, specific plan of what I thought I was going to do with my life, where I was headed. And I was basically like, Lord, help me get there. But really when I had my encounter with God, um, you know, August 25th, 2018, I had an encounter with God and he showed me his plan for my life. And it was totally, totally, totally different than anything I thought that I would be doing literally. But let me say this, it's way, way, way better than anything I had dreamt up. And so understand that God's God's plan for your life is not going to be something that you dread doing. And oh my gosh, what a disaster. You know, God wants me, God's called me to China and I don't want to go. Okay. If you have no desire to go, then, you know, it's probably not the Lord. God's going to put the desires in your heart to line up with his will. And so, you know, man, when God showed me his plan for my life, I was like, Lord, this is so much better than anything I had. I had planned for myself, you know, hallelujah. And so that's what's so awesome. And so, so those are some, okay. So I talked about some of the things the vision is not. So how, how do you get a vision from God or we know where not to find vision. So where do you find the vision that God has for your life? Well, Colossians 2, 3 says, in Christ, all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, all knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden in Christ. So that's what it says. It says so insight into the ways and purposes of God is hidden in Christ, hidden in Christ. So God's plan for your life, God's purpose for your life is hidden in the person of Jesus Christ. And so that's why we need the Holy Ghost because 1 Corinthians 2.10 says that to us, God has unveiled and revealed these things through his spirit because the Holy 
Holy Spirit searches diligently, examining everything, sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, divine counsels, things hidden beyond man's scrutiny. So the Holy Spirit is constantly searching out the bottomless things of God, and he's the one that unveils those things to you. He's the one that's going to reveal those things that lie hidden in Christ. And so, you know, what is our response? Our response is to pursue Christ. How do you get a vision from God for your life? How do you know what God's called you to do? How do you find your purpose in life? Pursue Christ because everything that God's purposes are all lie hidden in Christ. And when you press in in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to unveil and reveal those things to you. So that's the greatest thing you can do is pursue Christ and, you know, have a desire, have a desire in you that God, I want your will for my life. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else than your perfect will for my life. And, you know, Habakkuk 2.1, right before it says, you know, write the vision, make it plain. It's Habakkuk 2 verse 1 says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say to me. So that means, you know, he's positioning himself to get vision from God. Position yourself to hear from the Lord by getting in his presence, by getting in his word. Position yourself, stand on the watchtower to watch and see what he will say to you, to watch and see what he will show you. And the Bible says that when you do that, when you're committing your way unto God, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to put those desires in your heart. He's going to cause your thoughts and, and your mind to become agreeable to his will. And you know, even too, just asking, asking the Lord, the Bible says, ask for wisdom and he, he will give it to you liberally. When you ask God, he said, ask me for anything and I will do it for you. And so, you know, really like for me too, before I had, you know, my clear vision from the Lord, I was praying so much like, Lord, I just want your will. I just want your will. I don't know what it is, but God, lead me, guide my steps. I just want your will, you know? And so ultimately over time, the Lord did show me. And so just be encouraged as you pursue Christ, pursue Christ and you ask God for his will, ask God for wisdom. He's going to show you so clearly and know that when you get a vision from God, with that vision comes everything that you need to fulfill it. God is going to equip you with everything, all the power that you need, the wisdom you need, the knowledge that you need. God's going to equip you to fulfill that vision. And that is going to be where your joy is. Your joy is tied to your assignment. So when you locate God's plan for your life and you know you're in the perfect will of God, know that there's that's where the provision is. That's where the joy is. That's where your strength is. And so, you know, I just encourage you, get that vision from God and write the vision, make it plain so that you can run with that vision in Jesus name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.